Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> should we start this episode by singing some Christmas carols? Oh, we should. Yes. What? What's start your favourite Christmas carol? Uh, the Bells of Windsor. <laughs> Why don't you lead and we'll join in? That would have to be a solo. <laughs> <laughs> you lead and we'll, we'll try and join you. No, okay, well, maybe maybe we should just discuss the film. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Probably for the best. I guess. Uh, the film, so like the Halloween special, we all voted, um, rather than giving one person complete power to, to choose. And somehow we ended up picking <laughs> a bad mom's Christmas. How did this happen? Which is, no I regrets. think might have been the worst option out of all the eight <laughs> films we proposed. Um, but for some reason, and this was not a secret ballot. Um, so I had the Claire... perfect system for ri- I should have never opened my goddamn mouth. I was going to rig the whole thing. <laughs> Force it to go to Wilf and then pressure Wilf into picking the film that I wanted. <laughs> You'd have done it as well. <laughs> See, I think this is just a testament to democracy representing the will of the people. This is, mm. yeah, there you go. Makes you worry about the people, doesn't it? Doesn't Let the will of the people be done. A bad mom's Christmas. This one was proposed by who? Fernando. By me. Yes. Yeah, it was my by Fernando. Yes. Where, where did you hear about this uh, this <laughs> film, film, for want of a better word? Flick. Well, uh, when everyone was like, oh, you shouldn't have Christmas suggestions. I was like, oh. I know nothing about Christmas. So I asked Google and uh, <laughs> I knew Google was evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, we could have uh, had jingle uh, all the way, everyone. I hope you know I'm picking it next. <laughs> there were like five good films that we could have chosen. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so a bad mom's Christmas. Uh what do we all think? Fernando? I just don't know if I've seen... As in, I know that I've seen a Bat Mums film, or as in the original one, Without the Christmas, mm. except <laughs> maybe I... Yes, and that must must be the case. But it's almost identical as the first one. As in, there were several points of the film where I was like, have I seen this film before? <laughs> and I'm, I'm still not sure if I've seen it before. Uh... Which is why I now have Letterboxd, so that can Letterboxd can remind mm. me whether yep. I've watched films before. I've been enjoying reading your Letterboxd. It's a great it's resource. fantastic. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> There's three of us now. Thank you for introducing me to Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what an interesting film. What an interesting <laughs> film. Yeah. Uh, what a film. What a film. I'll agree what with that. What a film. <laughs> Goodness. Laura, does this one do much for you? Well, there was. Ha- have you seen Bad Moms? I haven't, and I got very confused because my yeah. I told my sister what we were watching. She was like, "Oh, it's abysmal." At least the sequel has their moms in it. And then we started watching. It. I was like, "Oh, am I watching the sequel?" And I was looking for ages <laughs> to try and find the first film, and it just kept coming up with this Christmas one. And I was like, "What's? I've watched the wrong bloody film. I'm going to have to watch another Bad Moms film." <laughs> oh god! No. Anyway, oh. it turns out Christmas is the sequel, and it's all fine which is odd because then yeah. i was like well i really don't feel like i missed anything with the first like there was no references that i felt wrong-footed by anyway yeah um or did you well, maybe you felt differently but i certainly didn't think that's confusing i mean i didn't think oh this this cerebral masterpiece is going over my head but i, <laughs> I, I wasn't like watching it to start with i was like am i meant to know who these people are who got divorced oh who, i thought that was the, just how many families are there yeah. um and i took it took me a little while to settle into it. i think we were meant to, it was like how everybody constantly loves telling me that you don't really have to have seen any of the other marvel films for the next marvel film to make sense <laughs> oh, yeah. and then you watch it with like i I think I got most of it, but who was that one guy? Yeah. And who was that other guy? And why are they in space? And what... Yeah. <laughs> that kind of level for me. Mm. I, well, I was just along for the ride. I had a nice You were along for the ride. Good That's good. Yeah. Was it a good ride? Yeah, it was good enough. Did the job. <laughs> Excellent. Glad it's over. How about you, Claire? Um, well, clearly it was dealing with some very important social issues. Oh, like, and, boy, yeah. don't women have it hard, eh? Well, they do, yeah. And, you know, uh, alcoholism and uh, other things. So, you know, 
I think it dealt with some some very serious issues in a very light way. Yeah, cool. not really. They were like a bit drunk at one yep. point. I was trying to make it more serious than it was, and I couldn't think of any other issues it dealt with. <laughs> um, yeah. God, there certainly was a lot oh, of gosh. effing and jeffing, wasn't there? There was indeed. Certainly was. Not very festive. <laughs> An unnecessary amount, I thought. I thought, God, there's no need for this. It's yeah. not making it funnier. Exactly. It could have been a lovely film, but then they had to <laughs> had to use the fuck word and, and that ruined it. <laughs> anyway, what did you think, Michael? Um... This was an awful film. This, <laughs> yeah, it this was. was really <laughs> terrible. Um, I, I, I really did quite hate it, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think all the people involved in it should be at least faintly ashamed of it. Um, <laughs> proper yeah. terrible stuff, um, and I, I think it, it, it could have been good as well. That was the annoying bit. It was like Claire said that this had actually had a lot of genuinely like quite interesting concepts in it and some some important issues to to discuss and they utterly failed to discuss any of them properly and a few changes you know a, a, an extra you know few runs through the mill in the in the writing room or a different director or something could have could have changed this and made it worth watching um it's a bit like when you watch. Uh, have you all seen Mean Girls? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So when you watch that, that could have been a really crap film. It could have been like this, but somehow somebody got involved in that and just put a few extra lines in here and there, and a few little features in there that that made it just this masterpiece that's just fantastic. And that was that could have happened with this film, and it didn't because no one cared enough. Um, I think they were like turning the crank to just shit out some film <laughs> in time for Christmas that people would like if they heard of the first one vaguely. I, I think I, I totally agree with you that they are just shitting out a film for Christmas that, I, that no one put any care or effort into whatsoever. I don't think it could have been. I think the difference between this and Mean Girls is just good writing and that would be the difference for any bad film ever if it had a good writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. had any well, talent whatsoever it would have been a different film so some film. films didn't have a good story like if, if this like I'm never going to say this for like song to song or mm. uh, <laughs> the one about the neo-Marxists in California um, what was that called? Southland Tales Southland Tales that they, they just had nothing to them there, there was no decent storyline whereas this was like these were interesting characters like a couple of interesting dynamics mm. there, and, and I feel like they they could yeah, good writers could have saved it, whereas maybe they couldn't have saved some other films. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I'm glad we, we we agree that this this was not a great film. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot uh, of thoughts on it, and it certainly there were. I some have a lot of thoughts on it. Moments that I did enjoy, few gags that I nearly there had were a some titter very at. good jokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, some good jokes. I laughed a few times. Yeah, mostly with Christine Baranski. Is that her name? The is that the one from Mamma Mia? Yes. Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. Um, oh yes, the very very rich yes. grandma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She had a lot of the laughs for me. I think. Um. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed the the waxing scene as well. The waxing scene. But- Oh my with the god! It was so uncomfortable. With yeah. The, oh my god, was, that was like my least favorite scene. I was like, was "This so is funny. just garbage." <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. It was hilarious. I just couldn't stop laughing. Oh. So, like, there was just, like, how how did anyone possibly imagine at it or with something it? like that That's playing an out? Important like, difference. <laughs> It's so funny. Are you engaging with this on the film's terms of being like that's just a generally funny scenario, which is fine. You know, we all we all have our opinions. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I was I was willing to just just giggle that's along. Nice. With that's it. the right attitude for this film, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You have to not expect it to be 
doing anything worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the problem with it though is that it 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 ruined itself, and it it was trying to do stuff that it then couldn't pull off because it had ruined it. So so stuff like I, I'm all for it, and you get this a lot more in. Like particularly in American heartwarming Christmas stuff, it'll be a light-hearted comedy, but then there'll be a moment of real drama um, that really makes you go, "Oh wow!" and makes you think a bit. Like in Love Actually, like that's a fun, silly movie. But then the scene where Emma Thompson breaks down crying, mm-hmm. listening to the CD in her daughter's room—it's just so brilliant and so perfect. And that's because they didn't overdo it for the rest of the film. So I was seeing like this this touching moment with a, a daughter trying to reconnect with her mother in a couple of different places. And I'm watching it and thinking, I just watched a scene with a guy getting his arsehole waxed <laughs> while he was flirting with the person and like swearing and, and making eyes at it. Just all credibility of this film is gone. <laughs> How can I take this seriously? Um, that there's gone. That's yeah, and that makes those those scenes that are supposed to be a bit touching just tedious and jarring. Um, just what? Why am I sitting here? I don't care about these people. I'm just here for a, a couple of cheap jokes, um, <laughs> and that can work as well. You can have a silly film. Like imagine, you know, the Beatles film Help. Mm. Uh, imagine if they put in like some touching moment at the end where Ringo nearly dies and. They all cry, and then he gets back just just at the last second. And there's a heartwarming moment where he comes back to life, and uh, the the orchestral music plays. I mean, it just wouldn't have worked because it was a silly film that was just a bit of fun, and um, it felt like a bit of a slap in the face when they were putting these bits that were meant to be serious, as it, like as if they were saying. <sighs> Like as if they were pretending that all of that didn't happen, <laughs> or they were treating me like an idiot who thought this was a proper film or something. <laughs> um, just rubbed me the wrong way. I feel like you were, yeah, like offended by how bad this film was. Yeah, I I was offended by the the fact that they tried to make it, you know, tried to act as if it was going to change my life. Um, yeah. Michael, that's well, that's, that's not the Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, what is the Christmas spirit? What what it reminded me of? So stuff like yeah, the waxing scene, which as kind of a funny idea, but it was like playing. Um, Claire, you'll remember um, <laughs> a group of people who visited us at uni a couple of times who had very few boundaries. Yes. Um, it's like playing drinking games with people who have no boundaries. Like that playing like Ring of Fire or Never Have I Ever is fun because you're kind of pushing at the boundaries of what people are comfortable with and you know, a bit it's a little bit edgy and there's a little bit of banter going on. And if you play that with someone who has no boundaries, it's just squalor. And it's just like <laughs> it, it, if like the we, we played with them and like the first question they asked was like just the most explicit over the top thing you could ever think of. And then we played a, a like truth or dare game. And the first dare was take off all your clothes and go <laughs> to the next door's house and ring on the doorbell and call them a twat and then <laughs> run away laughing. I was like, what? Well, that's <laughs> just, mild. There's no mystery anymore. How is this fun? And it, that's what it felt like watching this film. It was like, how can I? <laughs> like, the, <laughs> There's nothing funny if they're just yeah effing and blinding everywhere. Um, how can you go back to this like subtle character comedy when you've got yeah a line of naked Santas with their dicks sticking out? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just just lame. So you can't just you can't keep it turned up to eleven the whole time. Exactly, and you certainly can't turn it up to eleven. And then try and make me excited when you put it up to five later from four. Yeah, I think I see. Um, what you mean. Like, imagine if Anchorman had had like a t- like it should have been a tongue in cheek, yeah. silly mm-hmm. makeup, maybe. Exactly, like something that sticks with the the vibe instead of just being like changing mm-hmm. gears from. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. I think. 
I think my my main suggestion for the film would have been make the silly parts less silly and the sensible parts less sensible. But then um, maybe this film just wasn't for you. <laughs> mm. I'm not. Maybe you, you're not the target mm, audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. If you were making it in the same way, I wasn't the target audience for Southland Tales or Song to Song because I like good films (laughs) rather than crap films. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what annoyed me about that touching scene at the church? They're in a bloody church. People are trying to listen to mass. (laughs) (laughs) No one turned around to listen in either. I I noticed that they're just staring straight. I suppose I would do that. I would just be. I would be sighing. Oh no, I would be glancing as well. I'd be glancing and staring. Yeah, I'd totally be glancing. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is a house of God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know doing good. Sorry, go on. Anyway. Yeah, oh. it'd have been really good if some like old pious looking person had like jumped up in the church and told them off. Yeah. Hmm. Told them to get out if the minister had like rocked up. Like do you mind? Get out of here, punks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know where he was from. <laughs> again, you're doing some kind of creative writing here, and I, I feel like you've already thought this through more than they did. Um, wouldn't that be good? Just defuse the, the drama a little bit, still have them do that scene, but they have to do it like sheltered underneath a thing just outside the church because it's snowing with like someone trying to sell them a hot dog or like, yeah, the rich one, you know, all of her rich friends see are getting kicked out of a church on Christmas morning. There's some other joke that you can put in there to make that a more interesting scene. Oh, I don't know. Mm. I think you just needed to be drunk. Yeah, could have helped. helped. Mm. (laughs) But they (laughs) say don't know that's... um, Maybe the hallmark of a good film. Some films, the more you think about them afterwards, the more you like them. And other films, the more you think about them, the the worse they are. And yeah, I I think that the latter category is the films that you need to be drunk to get something out of. (laughs) So that you forget about them and can't think about how bad they were. (laughs) That would be good as well. As we say, I had some good moments. I, I feel like I've I've rained on the parade here just by, <laughs> because yeah, of how angry I am because of how shit the film. Like, yeah, that's also like? something we're thankful yeah. for. <laughs> I can go first. I've got it. so I liked the bit when they when Mila Kunis comes home and their her mum's having a big party, and then she starts destroying. Mm-hmm the house and then Christine Baranski's like that was from the Titanic and then her other joke is like <laughs> and she st- topples the ice sculptures and she's like that was moon ice <laughs> I genuinely did laugh at that I was like that's pretty funny that was good <laughs> yeah. and I also liked it when I think when she was trying to kick out the sushi chef and he just like apologises really humbly in Japanese and it's like <laughs> a few good jokes <laughs> quite good yeah no that was good but I, yeah I think like you guys Ruth was was one of the characters that made me made me laugh the most um, yeah I also I did enjoy her constant uh, racial profiling of Jesse that was a good I liked that <laughs> recurring joke that she it, just didn't remember it, who, who he was um, it did mm. make her out to be you like like I need to know that this is an awful person job done mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah, it was quite good as well that she made <laughs> she said this thing about Jews just at the start. Um, you haven't got your Christmas tree, honey. Even Jews have their Christmas trees up by now. I mean, and that she's was right good though. By the nineteenth of December, you don't have a tree. <laughs> yeah. are you fucking insane? <laughs> uh, no, that was good though. And just just this subtle it, that one comment says so much. It's her like taking her daughter down a peg and being high-minded and supercilious and being a bit racist. And yeah, it all all worked out quite well, which is why I thought it was a shame when they tried to get a second bite of the cherry later on in the film where they had her make this other, like, comment about Jews at the end when they're eating the Chinese food. 
And it just started feeling like, yeah, you you did this one. Did, like, do you have a thing oh, about Jews? No. <laughs> Jokes just get better with being rehashed. That's, <laughs> exactly. that's rule one of comedy. <laughs> like, if someone laughs at your joke, you have to keep making it. They'll yeah. keep laughing. Oh. Like, haha, this sexy Santa has a big penis. Let's yeah, <laughs> keep laughing at it. <laughs> we, we can get a good 20 minutes of material out of that, I think. Let's keep coming back to that one. Um. But yeah, again, all, all these, these, yeah, so I'm now slagging it off again where we said this is a bit where we say the bits we like. Um, so I liked it when she, oh, I think one of the first things she says is, hello, kids, have some Xboxes, <laughs> which is this inspired line to phrase yeah. it like that. And it's clear that she doesn't even really know what an Xbox is. It's just something expensive that kids like, so we'll just give them a couple of those. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, she had a few good line deliveries as well. Hmm. When Mila Kunis was like, how much did this cost? And she was just smiling blandly and looking forward like, it was very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fernando and Claire, what were your highlights? Hmm. Uh, Susan Sarandon's walk at the end. I like just everything Susan oh, yeah. Sarandon does is amazing. Hmm. But there was just something, the swagger that she had on her made me very happy. Um, yeah, just her, like, complete irresponsibility at all times. And yeah, again, she was a treat as well. Wait, sounds like you guys maybe didn't like Love the stripping Santa, but how polite he was to everyone while stripping, while the guy's stripping and he kept being like super polite and introducing oh, himself yeah. to people, even though he was like <laughs> half naked. Um, I thought that was just really nice. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed like a sweet, simple soul. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. I also like that Sandy from the OC was in it. Shout out to Sandy from the OC. I'm going to guess that two of you will not know what that means, but never mind. I do not know what that means. You all don't. Have you never seen is the that OC? A band or? No, it's a it's a TV show. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. no, I don't know anything about it. Oh, it's the main. They dreadfully underused him in this, but he's basically he's Ruth's husband, and he's a great character oh, in the OC. Okay. Oh, and I like yeah. the actor, oh. and they didn't really use him. But... Yeah, it just has like the one proper speech at the end. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it was nice to see him getting TV work. Nice. Or film work, I suppose. It's not not washed up yet. <laughs> yeah. Fernando, highlight. Oh, I've been <laughs> thinking hard since the question was asked. Um, <laughs> perhaps when Ruth was retelling how hard, um, how harsh her mother had been on her, and she was talking about an experience where she was mistreated by her mother, and someone else says, "Well." That was ages ago, and she replies, "No, this was two months ago." <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah, she, good uh, jokes. She, 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 she's a mm. good character. Yes, we should all be more like her. I think that is yes. I can tell you who my some of my least favorite characters are i mean it's a it's a tough kind of a well maybe not maybe they were all kind of all right i didn't really dislike anyone but i did dislike two of them ah. the kids the kids oh, i fucking hated those kids they were the shit perfect kids pieces of absolute shit um uh, wait which one the, the the main two, women's two of them had kids. The main women's two kids. Myla Kunis's two kids. Myla Kunis's two kids. Um, they were like perfect, weren't they? I mean, they were all right all the way through. But then, do you remember at the end where she's? She, to be fair, she's kind of destroyed the house a little bit. But then they were like, "God, you ruin everything. You've kicked out <laughs> yeah. Grandma just like you kicked out Dad." And I was like, "Jesus, that's a bit harsh." And I looked up, and in the first film, her husband cheats on her, and that's why they get divorced. <laughs> I'm like, "God, you kids, like, give her a fucking break." <laughs> like, holding your divorce against her when it was the dad's fault I mean for god's sake and then I looked it up even more in the first film they abandon her to go and stay with their dad 
because um because she loses her job due to a series of misfortunes. And they mm. Wikipedia describes that as they they go and stay with Mike in response to what they see as Amy's failure as a mother. Like God, these kids just get like abandon them. If you want to go live with your dad, go live with your dad. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> Ungrateful sods. That's why I say. Um, this is why we should not have children. Agree. Take you for granted. It's like the film was telling us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've really absorbed the message of the film. That's nice. <laughs> kids will never appreciate so- you. I guess they they were trying to think like what is Amy's worst fear here? What what's the worst case scenario for Amy? And for her, it's like not only was her mother totally right, but her children are not loyal have to actually her had their lives ruined. Uh, well, she's not worried about loyalty; she she's she worried about be. them being happy. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> she doesn't want like them to feel. Uh, like they've got no one in the world. Mm. Um, the, the very thing she was trying to do was to stop them from uh, from feeling unsafe and abandoned, and that's exactly what she ended up doing. Um, well, wasn't written particularly well, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah I think that's what they were doing there. We hate the children. It, but then that's it was just kind me. of like uh, it was like they'd they'd. It was like the script for the children was not a script, but just like a list of plot points they wanted to tick off. Mm. It would be like the, <laughs> it, it was almost, um, you know, the script says the children then feel betrayed by Amy. And so the children like say, I feel betrayed, mum, you've ruined things. And then they walk, you know, yeah. exit children. Uh, <laughs> that, there. there wasn't a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> yes, excellent, Dylan, and the other one followed by a pursued by a bear. Um, yeah, they they seem very two dimensional. I guess is what I'm saying in a in a film with not exactly three dimensional characters, but lively and vibrant characters. They were a bit just oh, they're perfect children. They're very polite, and they say. They calmly say what they think in all of the scenes and then the film ends. Also, like, fair enough for children, I kind of get it, but I would think I would prefer to go and see the five-hour Russian Nutcracker than go to a <laughs> trampoline park. Like, you are I've kidding. been to a trampoline park. I've never seen a five-hour Russian Nutcracker, let me tell you that. I've never been know, to a but... trampoline park. Do they have those in Scotland? Yeah, there's one in Edinburgh. There's one opposite my oh house. Oh, my God. What? You would know if you ever visited. <laughs> Which Savage. I would have done if I'd ever been invited. Burn. <laughs> I think you guys need to go to church and have a serious conversation about your relationship. I would. I would also like to state that I chose this film because I'd seen all the other ones, and choosing something because you've not done it before is not necessarily the right approach. <laughs> Oh, that's I'm not such learned. a bad idea. Yeah. You had seen Let It Snow? Uh, oh, no, just, I mean, of the four. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. I hadn't seen either of yours. <laughs> watch Miracle on 34th like. Street next time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, never watch new films ever again. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I've learned. We'll be stuck watching Thor Ragnarok all the time. Yeah. Well, at least I. Gremlins two. Oh, we should watch Gremlins two. To <laughs> or Gremlins one really is a fantastic Christmas film, and I wish I'd remembered it. Not that I'm getting the sense <laughs> it wouldn't have uh, made it past. Oh, I don't think I knew those were Christmas films. I don't know if Gremlins. I can't remember Gremlins two that well, but I think it is. Gremlins one definitely is. It's all. It's all wow. about Christmas. Cool. Did we? So did we like the main three characters in this? No. No. Wait, who are the main three characters? Well, I suppose the three young mums, not their mums. The three mums that we follow. Mila Kunis. I oh, did and I didn't Catherine. for all of them. Yeah, same. My yeah. favourite My favorite was uh, the mother who worked at the spa. Me too. She, Catherine was, she was the best. Yeah. <laughs> she was quite satisfying to watch. Mm. She, she was an awful person. She was so oh my awful. God, I really... Yeah, I came around to her in the end, kind of, because she had a couple of like endearing moments. But you can't—that's criminal behaviour. 
some of it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just not on. Yeah, some of it was probably... And I hated that they were kind of equating that with not taking any shit from anyone. Yeah. I'm like, I'm um, not endeared, but I'm not on your side here. Yeah. You're, you're forcing Wait. underpaid mall workers to deal with your shit. You're just being yeah. disru- you're being criminally disruptive. You're just being I mean, social what did they do? One of them sexually like the- assaulted an elf. Yeah, I mean, they, they sexually sexually assaulted like four guys, <laughs> yeah. didn't they? they and, and it was they they all raised a beer and said, "Yeah, let's do Christmas our way." And like, yeah, that that sounds good. That's that's an appropriate sentiment. And so they went to a a mall Santa and grinded on him. And then they went to a an elf, and what did they do with the elf? They were, we'd sort they of seemed to be shit. enjoying it. Did they also grind on it? There was just a lot it, of. It's true, or they seemed to be enjoying it afterwards, at least. Yeah, they and then they went and stole a the load world. of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Theft, fraud, sexual Theft. assault. This is a litany yeah. of crimes. <laughs> it was when they were hanging out outside the grocery store and just. Yeah. Like walking up and taking people's shopping, and and this was like, oh, that's cute, aren't they? Quirky. It's like, well, I mean, they're criminals. <laughs> I actually feel sorry for the guy at the end who's just had all of his stuff stolen. Yeah, it's a terrible thing to get stuff stolen like Horrible. that. Like you'd, you'd oh, be on your watch rich. every time you go shopping, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, they're. Yeah. I, I think that was the justification. Oh, it's a yeah. like it's a fancy grocery store, so they can they can afford it. But like they just kind of got mugged, and it, it did, didn't feel <laughs> it great. Didn't sit well, did it? No, no. But that was like a lot of that stuff. And the thing is, it, it it at least sort of fit with, um, with her character. Who was she, Kiki? No, um, that was the other one. Oh yeah, no, Kiki was the blonde mm-hmm. one. Carla, Carla, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it fit with Carla's character, but but Amy and Kiki. It was clear that they like took their family lives seriously and they had a sense of responsibility and and then they just did all of that, I think, because it was gonna be a funny bit of the film and they didn't want to write the bit that caused them to do it or whatever. So, so they just had them do that bit and then went back to being the same characters before. Um Yeah, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I spent a lot of the film being frustrated at their mothers as well. A lot of that, I think that's why I didn't enjoy, you know, like nobody was behaving even in the realms of plausibly acceptable behavior. Mm. Like, why aren't they all just screaming at each other? Like, you know, if my mother (laughs) either just showed up and demanded money, I mean, I kind of get that we're not getting the full nuances of their relationship, perhaps, but the the second Kiki's mum, like, Oh, it was just beyond belief, beyond wasn't belief. it? I mean, I know that's the point of the film, which is to enter <laughs> into the realms of the ridiculous, but that's just, it's just too much. <laughs> yeah. No, you're Wait, absolutely right. What Set about Jesus? Was he, was, he, was he not acting uh, at least regularly? As in, was he not the most normal person in the film? Who did you say? Uh, Jesus, the the butler, Jesse, Jesse, oh, Jesse, yeah, okay, Jesse? yeah, he was the straight man, wasn't he? Which one mm-hmm. was that? Yeah, Amy's, Amy's boyfriend. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think we were doing a bit like Christine Bransky was doing. Yes, he was. He was fine. Yeah, I suppose. And the grandmother, and, oh yeah, go on. grandmother's husband was also Lovely. just fine. I Lovely think. Sandy. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that was his name in this film. Was it not? Does that not rule that all actors they just have to keep the same character names? I mean, otherwise it wouldn't be believable <laughs> that they were different characters. And the stripper, he was a decent stripper, and he was doing his job. I tell you what, I didn't like the fat shaming of the first stripper. That yes, was oh, just unacceptable. Just, yeah, what a weak, cruel, pathetic yeah. joke to make. Yeah, and again, you you could even have done something with that, like where he's a human, but it's like the joke was, and then he was fat. Yeah. Ha ha ha! What's that? Yeah, bad. 
yeah, I felt like there were a lot of jokes that would have been shut out like immediately if they'd been the other gender. Yeah. I think the sexual assault in the model yeah. would just have never passed. I was thinking that. I was like, my <laughs> God, they wouldn't you wouldn't write this for men these days. Yeah. I mean I suppose you might do. I mean the films like this that star men are equally <laughs> awful and horrible and sexist <laughs> and deeply <laughs> inappropriate, I think. But, yeah. Still. They did kind of make a similar joke uh, about women's weight uh, when the grandmother was telling, well, in the one of the main mother uh, mothers was telling the grandmother, saying, "Well, I've been busy," and the grandmother replies, "Well, clearly oh, yeah. not at the gym." <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, uh, but that was good because that was a joke about her prejudice. Um, I, mm. I I liked that. And again, it was yeah one of these subtle little things about how, yeah she she's not having a go at like Hispanic waiting stuff. She's just ignorant. Um, yeah, it's. I feel like if they'd done something like that with with Santa Number One, uh, <laughs> They, they, oh, they could yeah. have just had someone dance a bit awkwardly and have him boo off. I don't, you know, yeah. it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Felt very mean spirited. Yeah, but but I, I'm I'm utterly convinced that there wasn't any more thought to it than this is a joke. We need an extra joke for this bit. Oh yeah, there often and they isn't. Just I didn't suppose. even think like, could this upset someone? Is this? really funny does this really fit with the rest of the film it was just that's another joke that'll do mm. we've got to make another one of these next year <laughs> um yeah good example of everything that was wrong with this mm. oh there was another tick in the writing that really got on my nerves they kept saying the word yeah. actually really so they kept being like oh I would actually love that. So, like, in the beginning, not, not that often, but I know I picked up yeah. on it like, when they were like, "Why don't you guys spend Christmas with us?" And then she was like, "Oh, I would actually love that." Oh, you coming over, my par- intimate partner, on Christmas? Do you know what? I would actually love that. So, like, mm. it's a bit of a dig, isn't it? Not like, oh well, I don't know. And then her mum says it later. I was, I don't, I can't remember now because I didn't write it down. But um, but Mila Kunis in particular kept saying, "I would actually do this." Actually, yeah. Stop saying actually. I and just just that... barely picked up on it and noticed it. Yeah, Claire. Oh, that's something that people do in speech and is really annoying. But I feel like if your words are being written for you, you should not say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can catch that. <laughs> exactly. Or you could write that for one character. That's like character. That's thinking about a character's voice, but it, it's clearly just that one writer has this one word that they're using out of habit and nobody's picked up on it. Uh, mm. yeah. It made me think of educating Rita. There was this, this bit, of, I, I think, where they, she's like learned the word actually. <laughs> and she says, oh, I'm going to this party with, with, uh, with my tutor. Come on, he's actually not that bad. And he goes, oh, is, is he actually not that bad, Susan? Well, you can actually, actually sod off. <laughs> and it just popped his word when they were saying actually. Actually, actually, Susan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like saying quite, it's just a way of like tempering your reaction, I think. I don't know. <laughs> You know, like you're surprised that you would enjoy that. Mm. Oh, yeah, I guess I would like it if you came over on Christmas. Fuck you, I'm not coming. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm a bit premature you know at the what? moment. So. That wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. That was the tone of it. Yeah. Um. It's such a crazy idea. It might just work. <laughs> um, any symbolism? <laughs> the Christmas symbolism. Tree. The tree. The Christmas tree. What does the tree symbolize yeah. in Christmas? Uh, oh wait, play the flute. 
<laughs> my flute is lost. Oh, no. I don't know where it is. What are we going to do? What if we've got anything around me that I could make a noise out of? No, I don't know. I've got some jingle bells in the next room. Do you actually? Do you yeah. actually? I, <laughs> I actually, actually, actually have. have. Just a second. <laughs> oh, I can hear them coming. It's a jingly symbolism. Yeah. Oh. So I think we should get a symbolism symbol. Great. Um, yeah, there's no symbolism. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the Christmas tree is like the centerpiece of the whole Christmas occasion, right? It's like the the one, the tallest thing, right in the. But in why? The most why did part we start this? Uh, Prince Albert. I think so. Prince Albert. I think it's supposed to represent bringing life into the house. Oh, nice! But it's dead. It's green. <laughs> It's green. But you've killed it. <laughs> if you put it in water, it'll sort of keep desperately <laughs> clinging on for a few weeks. And you can replant them. There are some... There's a company that I was reading about that rents Christmas trees to you, and then they come and pick it up again, and then they replant nice. it, and then dig it up again the next oh, year. That's nice. Hmm. Very we used to nice. get them in a pot. We haven't this year, but... Like, what, five years in a row we got a potted one? And every one? year you promised you'd look after it, and every year it would get to <laughs> August and it would be orange and I'd make you throw it yeah. away. Yeah, I'd always put it out, and but we didn't really have anywhere to plant it and I couldn't be asked to plant I don't know what the hell I'm doing with gardening, so I just sort of leave it out there until it goes brown and dead. Outrageous. Um, I feel like the Christmas tree might be a symbol in this film, though, if we if we want it to be, because... She doesn't have a Christmas tree, and then they have the stolen Christmas tree, which is not mm. good enough, and then she replaces mm. it with her fancy, uh, perfect Christmas tree that's from Paris. From Paris. Um, and then she like weaponizes that and bashes all the breaks up all the Christmas decorations with it, mm. and then then they unite and they compromise and they work together to. Mm. To 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 have a Christmas a tree. that's that's got both part of both of them. It's not perfect, but it is lovely. Yeah, that's you right. shouldn't cut down trees. No. I tried. <laughs> also, my God, they must have been an absolute racket when they tidied up in that party. There's, you know, they must yeah. have woken those kids up because there's no way they were being quiet. And I don't believe they would have had time to make paper chains. That would have t- you need an industrial yeah. cleaning staff to make to rectify <laughs> that mess. They were big paper chains. Certainly, but anyway, yes, I think you're right about the tree, Claire. It's <laughs> very symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's that's what they were going for, isn't it? They they mm-hmm. had the the stolen tree, which is too far one way, and the tree from. Where did they say it was from? Paris. Paris, which is too far the other way, and they ended up with something just right, which was the nicest tree of all. Mm. Our tree looks lovely. It does. I've like really been tree. enjoying our tree this year. Yeah. I've been getting compliments on it in Teams meetings. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. good. Do you think the tree also symbolised commodity fetishism? No. Okay. No, I, I don't know what that is. I was just saying no. Could you develop that idea a little more? <laughs> no. <laughs> In that case, yes, I do think that. <laughs> I think it was a real symbol of neoliberalism. <laughs> well, exactly. That that's what I mean. Um it's the Is that what you mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's the it is what it says on the tin: the fetishization of commodities, the the relationship between money and things is defining all relationships that we have in this life because everybody is a commodity and everything is a commodity, and it's all in this system of perpetual exchange that cannot possibly keep growing and growing. Um, capitalism, in a nutshell. Yeah, so it's saying a lot about the commercialization of Christmas, wasn't it? I don't think it was, though. I mean, it tried a bit, wasn't it? Because they had Amy be like, this is everything that's wrong with Christmas. But then they still went ahead with like <laughs> big, you know, you're chopping down a tree so that you can. Oh, well, I suppose maybe that's not it, but I don't know. It seemed to be a lot about big, flashy. Maybe not. I don't know. 
I don't know what I'm saying. I'm going to stop talking now. I thought this was better than Krampus, which I tried to watch the other night and it was really bad. <laughs> and I stopped watching it. My sister just watched that and she wow. described it on Letterboxd as a load of crappus. That's which was quite, <laughs> quite good. Oh, what a zinger. Yeah. Um, it was really bad though. <laughs> she should it? write bad mum's sins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched it. Deck the Halls the other day. That was really bad as well. Oh, wow. You watched what? Deck the Halls. Mm. We heard okay. of it. It's got no, Danny DeVito so. and Matthew Broderick in it. Oh, well. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll give that one a miss. What's What's your favourite Christmas film? Jingle All The Way. <laughs> Jingle All The Way. No, you, it probably isn't. I don't know. I really like Elf. I like Elf a lot as well. Yeah, okay. I also like The Grinch and The Sound of Music, if that counts as a... I don't know if it's a Christmas film. I watch Mary Poppins every Christmas as well. Could be. That's nice. What's your favourite Christmas film, Michael and Fernando? Uh, I really love The Snowman. That's a short film, of course. Um, And I like Muppet's Christmas Carol. Nice. I don't think that I ever think much of Christmas films. Uh, But if I have to answer the question, I suppose that one of the Home Alone movies... Nice. Uh, oh yeah! Oh yes, I love the Home Alone. Home Alone, that's a good one. Mm. I like watching Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone when I'm wrapping Christmas presents. Me too. Yeah, definitely. What? Got that excellent Christmas scene. What? <laughs> Fine. When it gets all snowy and stuff, and all Christmassy, I like it. Because this is a a special episode, are we not making the link between this one and the previous film? Between this one and Halloween, yeah, right? I guess it would be oh, yeah. Halloween, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is going to come out way out of order with like the the last one we recorded is going to come out in February or something. Gonna, I'll probably put this one out in like two days. <laughs> Maybe we could compare it to last year's Christmas film. Did we have a? That would make sense. We did not. I picked a Christmas film <gasps> so that it would come oh. out at Christmas. Babes in Toyland. Yeah. Yeah, what was the link between this one and Babes in Toyland? <laughs> they were both worthless pieces of <laughs> trash that should have never made it to the screen. <laughs> Perfect. That's nice. At least this one actually had Christmas in it. Yeah. The other one was, I feel <laughs> yeah. like it was the... the you remember the Baby Toy that wasn't even set at Christmas? No. No, there was like someone making toys. Yep. That was about as close as it got, right? Yep. And there were tin soldiers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just messing with it. was a bit like a pantomime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't great. I, in fact, I, I googled Christmas films when I was trying to think of which what, what I should suggest this time. And one of the things that came up was like the 1980s remake of Babes in Toyland. Um, and I thought, no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm falling for that one again. <laughs> We've not done I much. Wonder, I would be curious to see how the remake. Yeah, uh, yeah it's different. Yeah. I think, as Claire once said, I'd be curious in that same way that when there's an accident <laughs> on the side of the road, you sort of want to slow down yeah. a bit and get a good look. But I hope that like that I can... I can have the self-control to, to not do so because it's not going to be good for anyone. <laughs> Did I say that? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't remember what it was yeah. I was suggesting we should watch and you said, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see it. It was like the second Hobbit movie or something. Oh, right. okay. You said, yeah, I'm, um, I'm a bit curious as well, you know, in the same way you slow down <laughs> to look I at a traffic like accident. You've said that about one of our films before. <laughs> Uh, right here's the here's the comparison. Um, it, they're, they're reflections of each other. Babes in Toyland and A Bad Mom's Christmas. Uh, one of them is about like powerful men playing games oh, where women good. are completely helpless and at their mercy and pretty vapid and, and empty. 
And this one is the opposite. This is all women playing games with the men. Um, and the male characters are basically just just romantic sex objects. Nice. Well done. Thanks. Good work. Yeah. We'll invite you back. Yeah. <laughs> See you next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it for me. Yeah. Did we stop doing Who Would You Be? I suppose it's a pretty ensemble oh, cast. Ensemble cast. We could do I think it. I'd be uh, Santa number one. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? He seems like a decent guy. Yeah. Do you know what? He, ha- he went for it. He joined in. Yep. People and he were mean to him. Took it with grace when everyone he showed did. nothing but revulsion at <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. his body. <laughs> And the fact that he would dare try and be sexy. There we are. Right, so if they were going to rewrite that to be less of a shit joke but still be in keeping with this film, it should have been that he had a tubby belly but uh, they all swooned over him because it turned out he had a bigger cock than any of the rest of them. That would have been the joke that would have sold it. That Mm. that would have done it. Uh, Do you know what? I think it would just have been... They'd have laughed when he was fat and then he'd have just carried on with confidence and they'd eventually have been one round. Yeah, he'd have walked yeah. home with three yeah. of them when one of the others had like fallen off the table drunk. Yeah. So many ways they yeah, could have... It could have been a good joke. <laughs> yeah. All they had to do was think for like 10 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, can we... Oh, anyway... Um, I don't think we're like any of these characters because none of these characters what? were any believable. <laughs> I'm like um, Carlos' son. I, I would like to be Carlos' son. Jackson. I love Jackson. What? <laughs> he was a treat. What? I liked his simple, pure view of the world. <laughs> yeah, what was what was that about? Was he, He's a bit thick. He's a bit thick. Is that was a? I think did it was he have like a, Did he have an English accent? He, no, he um, had a strange. Accent. He talked funny. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Great joke. Right. So who are we oh, all then? Uh, so Fernando's Jackson, Fernando's apparently. Jackson. Even though I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm Santa number one. You're Santa number one. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Fernando might be uh, the one from Mamma Mia. What Amy's mum? I was going to say that Christine Baranski. Yeah. <laughs> Ruth. Okay. Ruth. I was going to suggest that for Laura. <laughs> oh, I'd be I'd be pleased with that. <laughs> I think I'm Sandy from the OC. <laughs> was he called Hank? Can't remember. Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who would Claire be? I think it might be Susan Sarandon. Oh, yes. That's the dream. <laughs> Wait, who's Susan? Um, the, Carla's mum. The, like, the bad mum. <laughs> Isis. The bad mum, Isis. Yeah. <laughs> they were all bad mums, but, um, yeah. We've she agreed that she's you know the best. What? She is the best, yeah, she was great. I'd like to be cool like her. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had a gambling problem. <laughs> And hadn't seen my family in three years. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Fernando is Jesus. <laughs> Jesse. Maybe, yes. Except Fernando has a personality. That, and that's that the main it. drawback of Jesse. I think he's no personality. <laughs> um, he seems kindly. Yeah. With a, hmm. with a hidden wisdom. He's, he's very patient. Mm. What is insane, mother-in-law? Or maybe you're the therapist. <gasps> oh, now there's a character. <laughs> that was a good guy. I'd like more of her. Yeah, yeah. They should just have made the film about her. Gotta say, I didn't quite get it. No, it was the, definitely the film being like, "We're going to tell you something now." Yeah, <laughs> uh, and w- is she saying that like every mother? Must be as fucked up as Sandy. That is what she was implying, yes. Yeah, which is patently not true. (laughs) 
like many mothers do have like a a working relationship with their kids that that isn't overly protective or overly distant. Yeah. I, I think uh, she was just implying what we owe to our mothers, yeah. which I inherently disagree with as a thing because it's just patriarchy, sexism. I think it's it? matriarchy, like, really, isn't it? No, it's the opposite. Because it's being like, oh, this is women's role in life. Oh, I to see. look after you this way and to be broken by to be perpetuating the species. Yeah, that's the opposite of what she was saying, wasn't it? I think she was she saying, saying you've that. got to cut your mother some slack. You've exactly you've because... given her an awful time, and she deserves more respect. No, she was saying all mothers have to raise their children. They all have to look at you know. They there's she's. Defining all women as this kind of nuclear mother, with no mention of parenthood, non-normative family structures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's the patriarchy, my friend. Uh, I'm not sure I got that from a. That could... said, she was contradicting herself like, yeah, crazy in that conversation. Um, yeah, it seemed to me like she was saying, "Look at how fucked up the world is." Your parent, your mother's acting like this because of everything that she's been put through. I don't think she was questioning uh, the system, though. She was just saying, "This is what mothers are and have to do, and you should be more grateful for it." Yeah. Rather than we live in a patriarchal system where your mothers had to take, you know, the main role of raising you and yeah, okay, you and being the caregiver of the family. Yeah, yeah you should. Think, but she's you saying know, like every mother would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's not exactly saying. Isn't isn't she a a lovely lady who did a? Sh- shouldn't we all aspire to this? Mm, I but I don't know. know what the fuck she was talking about. She'd spent the whole conversation like subtly <laughs> digging at Sandy and being like, "No, that's not normal shit." <laughs> and then as soon as she's gone, she's like, "Well, you should." Yeah, the opposite of a therapist. Complicated film. Yeah, go on. So, but but that was more interesting what you were saying than anything that was in the film. <laughs> so, what what can we take from this? It is, it is being a mother in the modern world like impossible or unsustainable. Would you have to be mad to do it? Is it a good institution? Is it something I that I, needs to the, be challenged? I don't think you can make universals about motherhood. That's the problem, I suppose. Mm. Which is, I suppose, is what this film was trying to do, but it was like very. Hmm. of being like oh aren't we so put you know like when amy gives her big rant at the beginning where she's like we're solely responsible for christmas because we love our families and this is our job etc etc no 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 (laughs) do you do you follow man who has it all on twitter no i don't think so oh you'd love it Uh, the current retweet is list of things that I forget the two names. It says Claire and Michael. the The list of jobs they have for Christmas and Claire's is like get the tree down from the loft and carve the turkey. And it's like good on Claire. She's really helping Michael out with the Christmas preparations. <laughs> um, it's just yeah. flips everything. It's like I feel like I understand having men in the boardroom because I have a daughter. <laughs> That sounds good. I'm gonna. I'm a way to follow that right yeah, now. It's really good. People enjoy that. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it was doing anything deep. For I, don't, I certainly don't think it was critiquing the institution of motherhood mm. as a structuration of patriarchal, sexist, and racist desires. Got I'm really on one today. Sorry. Racist. <laughs> I just threw that in for for a bit of spice. <laughs> okay. Transphobic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's all one, isn't it? It's all built in and intersecting. I mean, they are all like privileged white women who, and that's why they have this paragon like of virtue thrust upon them. Everything's connected, man. It's like it, it really is. It's always it's right always now. Always right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, did they did they utterly fail then? To, in this film to to say anything about motherhood. Well, yeah, they said loads of different contradictory things. Every scene <laughs> yeah. was just... But they could a, have made that work somehow because they, they even had, like, the centre of it was these three, I think, quite different women all dealing with 
well, I guess two of them dealing with with being oh no, all of them dealing with with being mothers, but all of them approaching it in quite different ways and having different kinds of kids. That they could have tackled that, couldn't they? They, mm. they could have really made something of that. All mothers are different, and they all have different different things they have to deal with, and different people have different responses to that, and different pressures. But here's something that unites all of them, or here's something that doesn't. <laughs> and they just just utterly failed to to say anything of value. All they said was, "Mothers have it hard, and they need a little bit of a break sometimes." Yeah. I also objected that as a, a, a like a rule of thumb. Um, yeah, just because something's hard and someone's struggling with it doesn't give them carte blanche to mistreat others. Like yeah. it's not all yeah. oh, your yeah. mum's got it hard, so she gets to be overbearingly oppressive um like she still has to care about how her behavior affects you doesn't matter how hard the time is like yeah the idea that all people have it hard so we should let them away with shit is not a good lesson either yeah (laughs) but pretty much everything anyone said in the film was questionable yeah Mixed messages coming from the film, yeah, it's right? It's amazing how you can get it wrong in so many ways. It's quite impressive. Was this really. a film? Yeah. Was this made by committee? Was there a coherent vision for this film at some point? Do you know what it read like to me? It read like men just trying to be like, oh, this is how women feel about things. Yeah. I mean, oh. I know that's generalising and a bit universal, but it felt like what men felt like. You know, when they were like being really horny and study them all no sorry that's a... <laughs> I, take, I take that back but um but when they were just being really inappropriate it was like that's what men think women want to do isn't it like <laughs> <laughs> okay so now i'm being stereotyping and sexist but i'm also like this is just classic i don't know who who was it was written by maybe it was written by a woman but it felt directors like... and writers john lucas and scott there Moore. we go yep that's that checks out um. your prejudice was correct <laughs> that makes 50 percent of the time it works every time <laughs> that makes it okay yeah. um yeah i don't i don't know who wrote it and who they wrote it for or whom um it was it was just incoherent nonsense really mm. um Maybe written by committee, or maybe just just shout out. It's hard to know, really, isn't it? Just like, oh, <laughs> I can't really film. believe it was the work of two men. I think that it was two men wrote something, and then like fifteen people who wanted to make a bit more money or tweak it more to a formula or set it up better for the streaming market or whatever. <laughs> got in there and said, let's add this bit in, let's add that bit in. And, do you know what? That scene doesn't really work. Let's take that out. And I don't put know. put more sex in there. I think this sounds like the work of two men. <laughs> 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 so Scott Moore, I'm going to check out what these people have done. Oh, he wrote The Hangover, one of them. Do you know what? It felt very Hangover. Sounds about I think right. when I saw mm-hmm. The Camel, I thought this is going to be Hangover-like. <laughs> Yep, the other oh, one also contributed both to the hangover. Wrote the hangover. Yeah. Ah, uh, that makes kind of sense. sound right? Yeah, it all makes sense, I guess. Yes, they were both terrible films. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, have you found something on Wikipedia, Claire? Yeah, I've put it in the chat. My, I keep cutting it. Batman's Christmas was released on Wednesday, November first, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> Scheduled November three. Was brought forward two days to avoid direct competition with Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> wow! It's not uh, no wait. There's no competition between Thor Ragnarok and <laughs> that was ambitious, wasn't it? That like <laughs> they misjudged that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think avoiding trying to compete with that is probably a good idea. That was not a fight they were going to win. <laughs> How big is the audience overlap, do you reckon? <laughs> I is don't it, know. I it, don't think... Uh, is it a film both meant for children, as in, like, small children? I don't know. 
this one definitely I really not. hope this wasn't meant for small children. Not with that amount of swearing and waxing. Mm. <laughs> then who is the target audience? Who would enjoy this film? <laughs> Absolutely no one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess established fans of the Bad Moms cinematic universe. There was just one previous film and that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's the universe. <laughs> We're starting phase two next year. No, no the, the previous one had to be at least a little bit good to be able to no, get it was those same. grandmothers. Well, I guess, yeah. yeah, it was a hell of a cast. Yeah. There's no way Susan Sarandon signed up for some absolute shit show knowing what she's getting into. Well, I'm on IMDb and apparently Catherine Han wrote a letter to Susan Sarandon begging her to be in it. What? I don't know if that's true. Catherine who? Um, Carla. Yeah. Oh. So what... Were they kind of creatively involved in this then? That this is starting to fall into place. Like the the cast is so famous and successful that they were influencing the writing or the casting or I don't know. do cast members choose other cast members normally? I think they're probably involved. I mean they could probably exert some influence. Did, maybe. did Elijah Woods write <laughs> to Orlando Bloom begging him to be in the Lord of the Rings movies? <laughs> I know that Carrie Mulligan begged Kira Knightley to be in Never Let Me Go. Interesting. Yeah, huh. that's what does happen, I guess. I've also got Fair the enough. worst piece of trivia I've ever read on IMDb. It's just oh, absolutely let's nothing. Hear it. It's not good. It's honestly, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> Christine Baranski's character is from Chicago. 16 years earlier, she played Mary Sunshine in the film Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that's not trivia. <laughs> Everything's connected. <laughs> Can I just... take the first letter of Chicago <laughs> and the fourth letter of Chicago and they put them together and it spells out Chicago oh. <laughs> so, so my sound cut out there but I heard Michael laughing from the other room so I, I knew there was a joke <laughs> I guess you'll hear it on the podcast I can't wait <laughs> uh, who's Kenny G have you no heard of idea. him? He's a music person. Someone who plays a flute. <laughs> it's not a flute, bitch. <laughs> uh. In fairness, it's not. Was that a soprano sax? It's not very often you get to see a soprano sax. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him that. I wonder if he had some uh, <laughs> some self respect before he did this. <laughs> I think I'm just about done. Yeah, I've made it through all my notes. I'm very much looking forward to discussing A Bad Mum's Christmas 2 next year with you. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm hoping for A Bad Mum's Easter to come out before then. That's <laughs> good. They're going to make one for, for all the Christian celebrations. Bad Mum's Pentecost. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could thank you for for picking a new film that we hadn't seen before. That that could have been good, uh, and I've enjoyed discussing it with you. I'm not sure we quite drilled down to the the gritty heart of the the message it had, but I think that's an impossible task. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think they knew, did they? So, mm. excellent. Here we go.